It is my honor to uh, introduce to you once again, or, or to bring up Apostle Tim Davies, who is our founding pastor, who is and has graciously, for the last nine years, been my administrator. When he when he turned things over to me, he has stayed on as my administrator, and he is very unselfish in doing so, and he loves me, and he just wants nothing but my success and the success of this ministry, and I, I see that uh, in the lives as he interacts with his children and in his grandchildren and with all of you. His desire is just simply to get under your mission in life and push up. You know, you've heard that several times. Uh, it permeates everything that we do. Getting under people's mission in life and pushing up. Well, that, that originates. Well, it originates there, okay? But, but you know, we learn that. That comes from the foundation that was laid. And so uh, I just want to honor this man who has just poured so much into this place. And uh, I just want you to give him a warm welcome as he comes and brings a word this morning. Amen? Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Jennifer, I can't believe you didn't fix this. Okay. Hallelujah. Well, thank you, Pastor Fred. And he wasn't lying. I do love him. I love him like a son. And uh, he's a dear friend and a colleague. And uh, couldn't ask for better. And he's a better pastor than I ever was. So, and even my own daughter said that's true. It's <laughs> true. So, um, I just returned actually yesterday. Um, from Wisconsin, where I've spent the week with our apostle, um, Jim and uh, Ramona Ricard, um, Pastor Jim, Apostle Jim, uh, he's my pastor, but uh, he holds the office of apostle, uh, is the uh, president and founder of Resurrection Apostolic International Network, which we are affiliated with, a part of uh, the Garcias and myself are, uh, have hold our ordination through uh, rain. Um, and uh, <clears throat> so um, I, and I happen to be also the vice president uh, of rain. Uh, and so I was there this week trying to do some work, um, get some, uh, some business done there. It was a very profitable week actually accomplished something. I was very happy about that. Um, so, anyway, um, but I do want to bring their greetings to you. This has been a very hard season for them. Uh, they're both, uh, Pastor Jim just turned 80. Uh, Ramona, I think, uh, just turned 80, uh, 78. 
78, perhaps, or 77. Uh, and, and Ramona has not been in the best of health in the past few years. Uh, I'm telling you something, people. <laughs> uh, this may not be true across the board, but the events of current events, the current events that have been taking place is beginning more and more to bring home to me uh, that there is a cost involved. Many of you know Pastor Jeannie has been very outspoken about the condition of our country and what's been going on in it. And I stand in agreement with her. I may not be as vocal, but I stand in agreement with her. I am very concerned about it. But it struck me on my uh, drive back yesterday that, you know, the, the, the signers of the Declaration of Independence, not to mention the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Peter, John, and others, were committed to the cause. The signers of the Declaration signed after pledging their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. And it cost many of them that. And so I mentioned to Jeannie when I got home last night, I said, it, it has occurred to me, honey, that there's going to, there it could be a cost to our stand. I said, are you willing? It could cost our home. It could cost our reputation in this community. Uh, whatever that is. Uh, <laughs> And don't write me, I don't want to know. Uh, it could cost us the church, our, our position in the church. It could cost our relationships with family and friends. Are we that committed? Are we that committed to the gospel? Now I write up there with Pastor Fred, I'm right up there with believing that God's people, that God provides uh, pro uh, everything we need, protection, prosperity. Uh, I'm all for abundant living. I am all for that. But the scripture also says, count the cost. And do I love Jesus or do and do I love this country and the people of it enough to sacrifice everything to see it to see the kingdom established and to see this nation return to liberty 
Never mind Jennifer preaching your sermon. You almost preached mine. Sorry. It's okay. It's the Holy Spirit. Probably the same one. <laughs> it's, it's just the Holy Spirit. Okay? So, that is an area of concern to me. And so, I have been recently <laughs> submitted or <laughs> unwillingly exposed on quite a consistent basis to information and people's opinions and false information that I don't really desire to expose myself to. Because the scripture says that we should, First uh, Peter 1.13 says that we should gird up the loins of our mind. We need to guard our minds. And how many of you know, sometimes the things, things just assault you that you have no control over necessarily. How do we do that? How do we do that? And I believe Philippians chapter 4 holds some key. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 4, very familiar passage. You probably all have read it or know it. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all people. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious. We've heard about this already this morning, right? Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication. Oops, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not reading. I'm reciting. <laughs> and I'm crossing New American Standard and King James. I apologize. But the, but the point is there. But in everything, by prayer and pleading with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And Romans 8, 6 tells us, For the mind set on the flesh is death. But the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. Well, how do I know if my mind set on the flesh or if my mind's set on the spirit? Good practical question. Huh? Well, Galatians 5 tells us the works of the flesh are sexual immorality, impurity, indecent behavior, idolatry, witchcraft, hostility, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, 
Selfish ambition. I can't read that one. Dissensions. Dissensions. Factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing. And it also tells us what our mind, the mindset on the spirit considers. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness. Did I say goodness? And self-control. Colossians 3, 16 encourages us to let the word of Christ richly dwell within you. But what I want to focus in on, again, in a practical sense, is what it Paul instructs us in Philippians 4, beginning in verse 8. He says, finally, brothers and sisters, think on these things. What things? Whatever is true. Whatever is true. Anyone else have a problem discerning? What is true and what is not true of what you're hearing? In the air? That graphic, that's a, that's a sound wave. Russell could have probably told us that. I didn't have to tell him he knew that. But that's a sound wave, okay? And we're constantly subjected. Constantly. Whatever is true, what does that mean? It means being in accordance with the actual state or conditions. Conforming to reality or fact. Not false. Not feelings. Thank you, Marianne. Real, genuine, authentic. Who, by the way, won the Breeders' Cup Classic a couple weeks ago. The horse named Authentic. I thought that was pertinent. Whatever is true. Think about the truth. Ultimately, What's the ultimate truth? Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the real. Jesus is the genuine. Jesus is the authentic. Jesus is in accordance with the actual state or conditions. Jesus represents God's original, authentic, his, the actual state he desires mankind to be in. 
He is not false. So whatever is true, let our mind be filled with true, that which is true. Whatever is honorable, honorable in accordance with or characterized by principles of honor and uprightness. Honorable. Worthy of honor and high respect. Esteemable. Credible. Think of things honorably. Who's the ultimate honorable one? Jesus. The Father? Jesus? Holy Spirit? Each of us? We are to honor one another? We are to think of each other honorably? That's not always easy. Okay? So, we're, we're encouraged. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, in accordance with what is good, proper, or just. In accordance with what is good, proper, or just. In conformity with fact, reason, truth, or some standard or principle. That which is correct. I might add, not left. <laughs> Oh, anyway, so in accordance with what is good, proper, or just, anybody know anyone or anything that fits that bill? The word of the Lord, because the Lord, he who speaks that word, is right. God is right. Amen? Amen. So, we want to think of things that are right. We want to think of things that are pure. Huh. What does that mean? Free from anything of a different, inferior, or contaminating kind. Free from extraneous matter. I don't know about you, but sometimes when I am exposed to certain media, I feel like I've been vomited on. 
That is not pure. Free from foreign or inappropriate elements. It is pure. <laughs> lovely. <laughs> Whatever is lovely. When I need to think of something lovely, I look in the mirror. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sort of. Huh? I thought you were gonna say mom. Well, that's the real question. That, but that wasn't as funny. So, um, lovely. It's charmingly or exquisitely beautiful. Charmingly or exquisitely beautiful. Having a beauty that appeals to the heart or mind as well as to the eye, as a person or a thing. Delightful, highly pleasing. Whatever things are lovely. Jesus is all together lovely. Whatever things are Commendable. Commendable. To present, mention, or praise as worthy of confidence, notice, kindness, etc. To recommend. What can you recommend? What can you fully endorse and recommend to other people? To cite or name with approval or special praise. To commend. Commendable. You see, when we let these things, when we, when we think of these things, then in our relationships with one another, we can see in each other things that are lovely, things that are commendable, things that are true things that are honorable, things that are pure. We don't necessarily see the flaws. Now, we might be aware of them, okay? But, but that's not what we focus on. Commendable. Excellence. The fact or state of excelling, superiority, eminence, an excellent quality or feature. How many of you know each of you have, a, have an area of excellence in you? be more excellent than the Lord Jesus. Worthy of praise. Deserving of praise. Laudable. Deserving praise. Praiseworthy. Commendable. Okay? So, 
those are the things, those are the things we are encouraged to think on or be contemplating. Again, it doesn't mean we're unaware of things that aren't those things, but we don't focus on them. If you want to act honorably, focus on honor. If you want to deal with the truth, be truthful. Focus on truth. Don't say, oh, I'm going to memorize all these lies so I know not to say them. Now, this is an old story. I don't know. I'm assuming it may still be true because we do still deal with actual currency, even though it's much more limited than it once was. But I, the story was that when they trained bankers, maybe you know this, Brian, to spot counterfeit bills, they just have them handle gobs and gobs and gobs of actual currency. Because it feels, there's a different feel usually, a different sense. Now, you know, I understand counterfeiters have gotten more and more sophisticated, but now you need those little pens. But uh, but maybe we need the pens due to lack of truth. Oh, I won't go there. <laughs> uh, but when you handle the truth, when you focus and fill your mind with the truth, and what is truth? The Word of God. The person of Jesus. When you fill your mind and your experience with truth, you spot lies. When you fill yourself with praise, Pastor Fred encouraging us to fill our homes with praise, with worship. Because anything that comes against worship is impure. It's not honorable. Think about these things. As for the things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. So, here's my practical example. And it's true. So if it offends you, I'm sorry. I would encourage, uh, let me, let me, let me bet. How many of you have dealt with anxiety about our current situation in the world, whether it be political, whether it be 
health-wise, whether it be okay. But this Paul says, don't be anxious for anything. And yes, we pray with thanksgiving, but there are other things we can do to combat that. And probably the number one thing you can do is turn off network television, radio, and news. Or what they call as news. Because I want to tell you something, 90% of it is not true, is not pure, is not honorable, or any of those other things. And I've been exposed, many, most of you know Jeannie's dad is living with us. And he doesn't get around a whole lot. There's not a whole lot for him to do. And so whether he's uh, awake or asleep, right, Jerry, usually he's got the TV on. Loudly, because he's hard of hearing. And sometimes, I'm telling you, sometimes I just want to scream. I feel like I have been vomited on. Because the spirit that is coming forth is not the spirit of God. Thank you. It is Antichrist. Which, by the way, the Apostle John said, is in the world and has always been in the world and will... Yeah. I'm not going to go there, Pastor Friends. Because that's a whole other sermon. That's a whole nother month, yes, or two. So, what I would encourage, and some uh, some of you are probably in sim similar situations. You don't necessarily have ultimate or final or exclusive control over what is going on in the home as far as what comes in broadcast lives, Okay. But what I've had to do at times is go in my office, close the door, and turn on worship music, or turn on, you know, uh, scripture, and you might say, well, but if I do that, then I won't know what's going on in the world. Oh. There are plenty of ways to find out what's going on in the world that is important. This little device. Now, I don't recommend that you 
listen to everything that's on it, but you can at least scroll through and see headlines and kind of get a feel for what's happening. From Especially if you know the sources. You need to choose your news source, yes. And please, do not choose CBS, NBC, ABC, MSNBC, CNN, or Fox. And if you can find a source that gives you only the facts, Newsmax is good, but whatever. You have to do a little research. You have to do a little work. Okay? All right. So, true confession time. I love Hallmark movies. <laughs> Go ahead, ridicule me. <laughs> Tell me I'm not manly. It's okay. I've heard it all. But they're clean up until this season. I'll I'll leave it there. So you have to be. You have to be selective. Okay? But usually the good guy still wins. The good guy and the good girl still usually win at the end. There's some exceptions this season, but anyway. You say, well, you know, you see, that's practical because I'm telling you it affects every area of your life. That negativity, that anxiety, that stress. I feel, it's been quite a while ago, year, probably over, maybe over two years, I stopped watching all news. On television. I feel great. The other day, when I was in Wisconsin, my father-in-law said to Jeannie's, Jeannie's dad said said to her, I don't know what's wrong, but I just don't quite feel right. He said, I don't feel, just don't quite feel right. And God bless her. She said, Dad, did you ever consider it's because you have that news going on all the time? And they're always spouting negativity, criticism, fear. Always. And it doesn't matter. I think they all read from the same script. I mean, sometimes verbatim. And Isaiah warned us. He said, whoa. 
Woe. When you begin to call good evil and evil good. And I'm here to tell you much of what's been trying to happen in our nation is nothing but evil. It is ungodly. And and I was talking to Pastor Fred and I have to remind myself that our we fight not against flesh and blood. Because some people are so closely connected to and entwined in evil that it's very easy to hate them. I won't mention any names. Because you don't need help. But I'm here to tell you, and I've been, I've begun to pray. Leftism is evil. It's beyond liberal and conservative. Okay, it's beyond that. It used to be liberals and conservatives wanted the same thing. They just had different ideas of how to obtain it. I'm telling you now that a portion of our nation and the world no longer want the same things as most the majority. They do not want life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Well, maybe for themselves. They want power. They want control. And Democrat, Republican makes no difference. We have a Republican governor. Republican governor. But you would have a hard time convincing me that he's not after power and control over our lives. That is un-American. I don't care the reason. And the enemy of our soul does not want the same thing for us that God wants for us. He wants control. He wants power. God wants us to have life and life abundantly. Jesus died so that we could be free and free indeed. Free to succeed or free to fail. And I've done a little of both. So, what's the practical step? How can I think on the things that are positive? Well, the, I, I'm, I'm dead serious when I say turn off the television, yeah. the radio, yeah. 
whatever it is, whether it's live stream, download, whatever. (laughs) You know, I can't even keep up with it anymore. There's a lot of things out there, and I'm I'm not coming against... I'm not coming against technology. I'm not coming against the television. I'm not talk, telling, coming against, uh, you know, technology. Because there's a lot of good stuff. There's a lot of truth. Purity. Lovely. Honorable. Commendable. Things. That you can find. You just have to take a little effort and search for them. But I guarantee if you have done this or you will do this, you will find a noticeable difference in your life. Just your everyday life. Things will not trigger you as much. Things will not, you will not find yourself being depressed, discouraged, Because the word of God is true. And it's applicable to every area of our life. I'm sure there are others that I haven't even touched on, but the current situation in our world just gives perfect examples, illustrations. How many of you know that if every day we were bombarded with the number of positive tests for influenza, the number of hospitalizations, the number of deaths, we'd be just as depressed and anxious and fearful as we are now. I I dare say, if they did that with hangnails, we'd all probably wouldn't Trim our toe, or you know, I don't know, seek professional toe trimming. I don't know. (laughs) If they, if they publicized and reported on the number of abortions every day, just like they do COVID, suicides. Heart attacks, overdose, everything. Why? Why this one thing? Control. It's part of their agenda, and it's not our agenda. It's not his agenda. Now, I agree that a lot of this is happening, and I know it's uncomfortable, because my wife and a lot of others have been praying for years that evil would be exposed. And ungodliness would be exposed. Be sure your sin will find you out. The thing is, we can either stand in faith that these things are being exposed so that God will judge them and deal with them and they will be, they will be, 
they would come under judgment, or we can get overwhelmed by the sheer size and scope of it that we can throw up our hands and give up. That's what the enemy would want us to do. But by the grace of God, I will not do that. By the grace of God, I will stand. So, think of these things. And how do we how do we help us one, we let the peace of God guide us. We found out, Jeannie and I found out early in our marriage, that we do not allow salespeople to come into our home. Because we found, in our experience, that the moment the salesperson came in, the peace went out. And I'm not saying that was their intent. I'm not. Okay. We just discovered that. So we have a rule. If we think we need something, we will go to where they are. It is offered. We do not invite people into our home to tell us about their product. Unless it's an angry ocean. So peace. The scripture says the peace of God will guard our hearts and minds. It's a whole lot easier to have peace without CBS. Just saying. Rejoice. Rejoice. What we were doing this morning. That's what the kids were illustrating this morning up here. Rejoicing in the Lord. Rejoicing in his earth. His creation. We rejoice Paul thought it was important. He said, rejoice and again rejoice. And by the way, did I mention you should rejoice? Yeah. Okay? Don't worry. I was looking for a, and I, that's a, they had a whole slew of those. I thought, no, I don't want that. Because then Mary Ann will say, no. <laughs> no, I didn't. No. So, don't worry. Don't be anxious. What does Matthew say? Can it add a cubit to your life? No. Rejoice. Have peace. Don't worry. Peace and worry usually can't live together. And pray. Pray always. Pray the word of God. Pray the word of God. Make those declarations because that is truth. And as you're praying and you're declaring, your mind is fixed on, on truth. Huh? So you're, we're being obedient to the word. No matter what. You know, Fred mentioned parenting, you know? I mean, the whole... Jen probably could recite it better than me, but the whole time our kids were growing up, and even now we still, to some extent, do this. To, we declare over them, all of my children are disciples taught of the Lord with great peace and undisturbed composure. They are good looking, 
showing intelligence in every branch of wisdom. What is it? Literature and wisdom. They are with humility. We had to add that part. They are with humility ten times better than anything the world offers. It's good. Your wives, your husbands. My wife is a capable, intelligent, and virtuous woman whose worth and value is far above jewels. I'm sure she could tell you what she says about me, but maybe she shouldn't. She does like my thighs, but that's, that's, that's beside the point. That's a whole other story. And that you cook. And that I cook. Okay? So, so, every area, you know, over the, over the county, over the community, there are declarations. God has a stated purpose for each and every one of them. And all you have to do, you might have to dig a little. But if you, the one thing about Google or, you know, search engines is somebody's probably already done it. And put it online. So, look it up. And then alter it for yourselves. You're in a dangerous profession or situation? Psalm 91. When our youngest son was in Afghanistan, driving the lead Humvee in a, in, you know, in the, whatever they call that, envoy. Every day, he had a bandana with Psalm 91 printed on it, wrapped around his head under his helmet. No evil, harm, or danger, plague, or calamity will come near me or near my dwelling. Under his wings he will dwell, I will dwell. It works, and it helps you to think on those things that are true. What I think about now is, I have, I have been young and now I'm old. But I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging bread. That's a promise. That's a declaration. I will lay down and sleep in peace for you, O Lord, to keep me safe. Yep. That's right. Having trouble sleeping? Use it. Yep. Yeah. And use it till you fall asleep. That's right. <laughs> so, there's a there's a word, there's a positive, there's a truth for every area of our lives. I was thinking we were singing from the mountaintop. Was it, is that shout? Or, yeah, from every rooftop thing, but there was another one that had mountain in it. Uh, from every mountain, 
Anyway, I was thinking, wow, that's a seven mountains. From the top of every mountain, somebody needs to sing or to shout to the Lord. Think about these things. Take the action needed. You'll be better off for it. Your mind will be clearer. Your heart will be sounder. Are there other ways for us to, yes, and, and we heard, you know, worship music. Honestly, sometimes I walk around the house going, la, 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 la. You know, that, that might be worship. I'm not sure if God likes that or not, but it prevents me from getting some of that input. Okay? So, I just want to encourage you. <laughs> We're not losing. Yeah. It may seem like I'm surrounded. But I'm surrounded by him. It may seem like everything's going the other way. But the word says... Every tongue or every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That's the word. That's truth. And like I said a few weeks ago, I stood up here and I still, I don't understand it, but I know what I said was true. That the word that we heard the things we're hearing from the heart of God are true no matter what happens or what appears to be happening. Amen? Amen. Russell, did you have something? I have a short post-it. A post-it? Yeah. I like that. I'm going to attempt to time myself. Very, very short. Um, I feel, yes, Get in the chat. Okay, very good. They don't need to see me, but that's all right. I feel called upon. I feel called upon to speak briefly in defense of Pastor Tim, all of our pastors here, the body of Christ, and really, truly, the heart of Christ. There's something resonated with me, and I, I hope I'm wrong in that. I feel like perhaps someone, whether they're here or watching the live stream, could come away with, or halfway through the message, have closed their ears off, thinking, "I am. Be, I am hearing politics from the pulpit," and there's a lot of influence out there saying that church and state should be separate and that politics should never be preached from the pulpit. And even there are those um, who would go so far as to say that all churches should lose tax-exempt status. And some of those, when Pastor Tim mentioned the far, far out there left, would openly say that the world would be a better place without churches and religious institutions and that all of history is a scourge from that. But going back to the beginning of this, um, I just want to come against that because, for one thing, when you come to the true body of Christ, you come to this body, you're not going to be told what to think, but you will be equipped and guided as to how to think. 
When Pastor Tim tells you to stay away from the alphabet networks, including Fox, it's not because we want you to be, be of a certain political party or of a certain uh, a certain school of doctrine in that way. But when even Google, if you put in the word COVID and you get the little charts and maps of how bad everything is at the bottom of that, there's a self-assessment drop-down. You open that up, and then one of the first things it says in there is take a break from alarming news. So those networks are... We're not asking you to, to stay away from that because of what they're telling you, but because everything is presented in such a high state of drama. You're not built to live in a high state of adrenaline all the time. That is an abuse of your emotions, and it reduces your ability to experience reality and to form relationships with the people around you. So the body of Christ is not going to tell you who to vote for. God doesn't care. He goes, oh, that's cute. You're the president now. You're the most powerful person on earth. Isn't that lovely? Get the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. He doesn't care who gets in there. And this is not a place that's going to try to teach you one way or the other. So I don't want anyone to ever feel like they might be unwelcome here because of what your existing belief or political structure is. So I just, I felt like that just needed to be cut open and dealt with head on in defense of the body of Christ and the heart of God. Thank you, Russell. Thank you very much. Let's pray. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the truth. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your very person, your very nature. And Father, we thank you that, Lord, (laughs) everything hidden is going to be exposed. And it may be uncomfortable. It may be scary. But Father, we trust that you have a purpose for it and a plan because you want to establish in all of the earth the glory of the Lord. And so we want to receive that now. I pray, Father, for grace and peace and illumination, Lord, as we go through our day, that you would just highlight things that we we do kind of just by habit or just kind of robotic, but we have a choice in. So, Father, just, just illumine those things to us and help us then to take action. We ask it and we bless you. And I thank you. I thank you that of your kingdom there is no end. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.